welcome back to another episode of Heart of a Preacher's Kid podcast. I am your host, Chan, and if you are listening, you probably hear a very loud lawnmower, and I am so sorry in advance because I did not plan to record at this moment, nor did I know that there would be people outside mowing the grass at this present time. So forgive me, but before we get into our podcast, don't forget to go like, rate, subscribe, comment, share all of the above of the website, which is theheartofapreacherskid.com. That's the blog. Or you can go look up Heart of a Preacher's Kid on Facebook or at Heart of a Preacher's Kid on Instagram. Let me hear from you. And without further ado, as you can see, um, you know, the... (laughs) I don't know how God gives me these topics or, you know, um, I mean, he's God, but honestly, these titles really have me tickled a lot of times, but oops, I did it again is the title of today's podcast. And I really just want to get into what it is because it could be anything. I mean, it, it, person, place, thing, situation it truly um encompasses a whole lot but the it specifically I want to talk about is sin um specifically in the realm of feeling like absolute guilt shame poo-poo however you feel after you've done a sin um and how it feels um and feeling like you can't be redeemed. So if you are following after me or you reading along, you know, I always read it anyways, but go with me to Psalm 77. So it begins, um, verse one, and I'm reading KJV and it says, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice. And he gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. So here we find the psalmist literally saying, you know, God, I've done something impeccably wrong, clearly. Um, And he's crying out to God. Um, and God is listening because um, he always listens. But this time, the psalmist is like, I'm troubled. God, I need you. I need your help. I don't know what's going on. But he got no relief. Um, his soul refused to be comforted. Do, do you know what that's like to not get any relief? Think about like, I get mosquito bites like bad. Um, They love me for some reason. But think about how you get that initial mosquito bite and it just itches and itches and itches. And then, you know, you try to put Benadryl on it, but it still itches. You you try to um, find aloe vera and it still itches. And after a while, you're just like, I'm not getting any relief. Why is this happening to me? And in the same way, when it comes to sin, a lot of times we think about, okay, I'm trying to do my best, God. I'm trying to do everything that I can right now. And it feels like I'm not getting this 
sense anymore of like, okay, I have relief. I can move on to the next thing. I can move on to the next thing. God, you gave me another chance. How many of us have have been in that place where it feels like you can't be redeemed? But we know that literally that's why Christ was sent for our redemption so that we may have another chance at life because we know that sin ends up boring or bearing death anyways. But with Christ, we shall live again. We have the ability to continue to press forward. But this psalmist is in that state where it's like all hope looks to be gone. I feel hopeless, Lord. I'm still calling out to you, but nothing seems to be going right. And then on top of that, he's like, he's remembering God, but he's remembering and it's causing him more anguish. He's seeing God with destruction. He's seeing God with judgment. He's seeing God as, oh my goodness, you're going to bring the hammer on me because Lord, I sinned. I'm not, I'm not well. I'm, I'm doing things I shouldn't. I, I did it again. Where is his relief? Later on in the scripture, in, in chapter 77 of this psalm, later on, the psalmist asks these consecutive questions of, starting at verse 7, will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Salah. The psalmist is asking, Lord, is this it? Have I really put myself in a space where I can't, I can't come back? Am I really back in a spot like, have I messed up so much that I'm too far gone? Have you ever been in a place where you felt like you were too far gone because of the sin you committed or the things that you did? I'm, I'm here to tell you as evidence, as a testimony, that you're never too far gone in God. As long as there is breath in your body, there is still a chance to come back and get right with him. And in this moment, the psalmist realized later on in the scripture, like starting at like verse, verse 11, sorry, through like 20, he recalls the many times of how God brought the Israelites out of, of whatever they were going to, specifically with the Egyptians, and how he redeemed them, how they would, how they were first, like they came out of Egypt, <laughs> and it looked like all hope was gone. You know, it looked like, you know, they, they had no 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 place to go, no strength. It was like we're you brought us out of this place to be in wilderness. You brought us out of this place to be chased by our enemies. You brought us out of this place to literally face water that separates us from the other side. 
and it looks like there's no hope of getting there. But God, you you made a path. You made a way for them to cross over. So God, maybe in this moment, you can make a way for me too. When things seem hopeless, don't allow what's in front of you to predetermine or determine how you go through it. Because sometimes the path that God is creating for you, you've never seen before. We think about that scripture where it's like, God, your thoughts are not, are not our thoughts. And we have to think about that, that even in the midst of sin, after you've repented, to not harbor those feelings inside, to not always think that, God, I'm so, I'm so hopeless. God, I, I'm, I'm failing. God, I can't succeed. God, I don't know how to get through this. It's not up to you. Once you've repented, let it go. Once you've brought it to God, let it go. Yes, we understand that sin is sin. God sees it. But once you repent, that is your frame of mind. That is that instance in prayer where God's like, okay, I'm going to wipe your slate clean. But you have to go through, press through, and do what I've told you to do. Learn from your mistakes and not burden yourself down with what you haven't done. But, but literally unburden yourself to God of what you can do and what you will do next there's there's this time that I thought I was like Lord I keep messing up over and over and over again and it would be the same sin y'all that's what's crazy and I'm like Lord what is up why can't I get this right I was looking at it wrong that was the problem instead of thinking oh Lord What can I do about it? I wasn't asking God for the instruction of how to help me. It's like we believe in God, but then we don't allow him to work in us. We think we're just supposed to do all of the work. But if our help comes from God, our strength comes from God, we have to allow him to lead us. You can't save yourself. That's why Jesus is called the Savior. He saved you from sin. He saved you for a present time like this. He saved you and consistently saves you because it's present tense. I think of God all the time in present tense because, yes, resurrection, the crucifixion, all of that happened in the past, but it's still the present. He is our ever-present help. And right now, if you are frustrated, if you feel depressed, if you feel guilt, if you feel shame, this is the time to unburden that and let God take it from here. He's the one guiding the ship. He's the one leading you on. But a lot of times we want to take the helm. We want to drive our boat. And that's not what God says. It's not what he wants. Right now, think about it. When it came to the Israelites, 
in verse 20 of Psalm 77, the psalmist reminds reminds himself that it says, Thou thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. And Moses and Aaron were men of God, being led by God to lead these people away from bondage, away from oppression, away from it all. The most important part here is when we, oops, I did it again, to come back, reassess, recuperate, readjust, come back to God, repent, obviously. But to not allow the circumstance, the the shame, the guilt, to affect the outcome that God wants for you. Once you repent, just know God will fix it. Once you repent, just learn from your mistake. Once you repent, let him take you by the hand and lead you on. He's our father, remember? He understands that you're his child. Children do make mistakes, but he teaches us and we learn from them what to do next. So when presented with the same thing, we won't do it again. So, God, oops, I did it again. But Lord, I know that you can lead me on to see what the end is going to be. And it's much greater, much better than what I'm feeling, seeing, or thinking right now. And I thank you, God, for it. So, if you enjoyed this podcast, let me know. Comment, like, subscribe, rate, all of the above on Facebook, Instagram. I want to hear from you. Don't forget about the blog, theheartofapreacherskid.com. And if you're that person who's struggling or feels down and depressed about a sin that you may have done, pray with me right now. Say, Father, I understand that I have messed up. I understand that sin is wrong. But Lord, I'm asking right now, I'm asking for your forgiveness. God, I repent for sin, seen and unseen, known and unknown. That Father that it's going to take your redemptive power to bring me back. That, Lord, I'm motivated, I'm willing to serve you, but, Lord God, I'm not seeing how to get out of this. Father, lead me, guide me, show me where I'm supposed to go because, God, I can't do this on my own. You are my, my strength. You are my source of life. And, God, I'm not trying to die in flesh but I'm trying to live again in spirit and in your truth. I know what your word says. And God, that makes this desire in my heart all the more of wanting to yearn and long after you. So I thank you, God, again, for being a gracious father, for being literally love and just being an all-around good God even when you don't have to be. Thank you for being faithful, even when I was faithless. So Father, now I accept. 
I accept you. I accept your word. And teach me, oh Lord God, how to go about this journey called life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once more and again. I'm your host, Chan, and I will